0: pull up my little half-hearted intro that I wrote really quickly, (laughs) because I have a feeling this is going to be a quick episode.
1: Yeah, I I don't really have much to say about this episode, really.
0: Yeah, except Uh, I liked it. (laughs) 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 Except I think it's neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Skrull of all ages. Bring a bucket and a mop, and welcome to MCU Beyond Infinity, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow member of the jury, Travis, to break down the fourth installment, and I believe mid-season installment, of Marvel's newest Disney Plus series, She-Hulk, colon, Attorney at Law. Is this not real magic? There's a special kind of artistry to writing within the confines of genre. Specific formats work for very specific reasons, and very often when a story finds itself within said formats, it can easily come off as tired, hackneyed, and often uninspired. To write, produce, and execute a sincere tale while confining it within timeless tropes is a mighty task, And, once again, She-Hulk Attorney at Law finds itself comfortably placed within genre confines of a low-stakes legal comedy, merging the main character's personal, quote-unquote, A-plots with professional, quote-unquote, b-plots while simultaneously delivering an entertaining and in-depth character study of a mild-mannered female lawyer living her life with their back against the wall and succeeding against all odds while coming to terms with her new life as a giant green hulk lady once again travis this episode and last week's installment are exactly what i expected this show to be and this portrayal uh, of She Hulk is one of the more faithful adaptations from panel to screen that we've seen from Marvel Studios with any of their characters
2: mm-hmm.
0: in like a really long time. Like you know, we had Tony Stark to start it off, and and Robert Downey Jr. obviously became the Tony Stark. You know, he like when I hey. read Tony Stark comics, I think you know when I read Iron Man and comic books now, I think of Robert Downey Jr. and um. This is kind of like a de- defi- defining role of one of these characters for the first time in a very long time in terms of like its faithfulness, right? Can you think of another one like of recent?
1: Oh god, not really. I was thinking Shang-Chi was really good, but it's not it's, it's such a different thing. They're True. They're I assume that's what the characters are going to be like in the comics moving forward, but that's not way it was before. Like the and yeah. I, I think the character in the comic will probably benefit from that.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, no, this is what I think of whatever I read before I, I saw the show. So it's just, it's a spot on uh, take on it.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to have all of the kind of, like characteristics and quirks of the She-Hulk comic being translated Mm -hmm. to this medium so well, because it is one of those things that kind of could have gone south really quick,
1: you know? Uh, Oh yeah. It could have been very, uh, grating. And, uh, I guess for some people it is, but for people who read She-Hulk comics, it is not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of like what I was getting to, like, again, It's really hard to not come off as hackneyed and Mm -hmm. like reductive when you're working within like some sort of confines of a very specific genre or a very specific format. Um, But those formats and those genres work for, for reasons, you know, like they, they are tried and true, like Mm -hmm. the Western, the hero's journey, you know, um, and also like, the daytime TV uh network sitcom, like you know what I yeah. mean, and this show was falling into that network the sitcom, sitcom format.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like people are, uh, I've seen complain about the lack of overall um uh, like storyline progression, but I, I just don't see it at all because it's this is like a sitcom. It it's there is an uh storyline, but it's not the point. Not not really just having a good time for 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like the best sitcoms were capable of just, again, like doing what you just said, like having a good time for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. entertaining us within those tropes, you know, yeah, in you know, that format.
1: We'll get to the big picture eventually, but there's no need to rush to it. Uh.
0: But we also like, think about, I don't know, like think about like the office, like Jim mm-hmm. and Pam, like we remember those characters and, you know, growth was shown throughout those seasons and throughout those episodes while also falling into these kind of genre trappings. And those are the best kinds of sitcoms. Like those are the best kind of examples of how these 30 minute kind of plug and play comedies work. And she Hulk is giving us character studies as well. On top of just being a very serviceable, solid little 30 minute comedy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm taking it for the most part, even though this was my least favorite episode so far. It's still pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for She-Hulk and obviously like, I don't like we we've spoken about this. I don't know if we've ever spoken about it on the air. I have such a difficult time because I love watching channels on youtube like do rock stars Mm -hmm. and and screen crush like (laughs) i I absolutely love those channels i think they're really fun i just can't watch them before we record our episodes and normally we record on saturdays so i have that like wednesday to saturday where like i have to ignore all of my youtube recommendations (laughs) for like 47 easter eggs we found in fucking she hulk like i can't click on the nerdist article because i'm so scared of being um, like accidentally impersonating these people oh, or course, like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: like sharing parallel parallel thoughts, picking up on the same thing. it makes you feel uh, hacky whenever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. Like game recognized game. I get it. Like, We're doing the like same thing. I can't thing.
1: mention Mephisto this episode because everybody <laughs> else is joined and noticed that he was there. I yes. did
0: mention the hexagram logo on the. <laughs> last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Um, but yeah like I I have been ignoring all of those videos until we always record and I edit the podcast but I did watch you know like the trailer easter eggs for She-Hulk attorney at law on all Mm. those channels and I remember there being like a magician on the stage I knew that there was going to be a magician in the show at at some time but it did say like the the first name was cut off so all i saw was like ani blaze and, yeah and they, yeah
1: yeah this is a real ralph boner situation here where they showed us just enough to get us excited about a ani blaze uh, uh, ani, ani blaze of note yes yes mm-hmm.
0: uh we should create a character for marvel called ani blaze um and then we could have Lonnie Blaze, Johnny Blaze, Donnie Blaze, okay. and we can have all the Onnie Blazes. Um
1: Do you think the start is related to the the more famous Johnny Blazes?
0: I was gonna ask you the exact same question because I would like to say so, because there were some interviews during or after the San Diego Comic-Con panel with Feige where he's like, you know, we're exploring the mystical side of things. Ghost Mm. Rider, Doctor Strange, Blade and like he said Ghost Rider straight out in a couple interviews. That guy's so purposeful with every single thing he says to the press,
1: you know? Well, it kind of makes me think, no because I don't know. Like I mean, saying you're going to do Ghost Rider doesn't really narrow it down much because there's like three of them that you could easily do and... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and then them doing Donny Blazer makes me think, well, surely they wouldn't introduce Johnny Blaze because it, it's silly, but then again, <laughs> I know they're all in showman uh, stuff, so
0: I have hope that the next ghostwriter is gonna be our boy Danny Ketch,
1: yeah, I yeah, hope. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I Want Johnny Blaze in there as Johnny Blaze, not as Ghost Rider. And where Ghost Riders were always a thing, kind
0: of. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want Danny Ketch to be the Ghost Rider for the MCU, but there to be a kind of like legacy thing where maybe (laughs) he's mentored by Johnny Blaze and maybe the Phantom Rider is there, you know? Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They've already done that with Scott Lang and Hank Pym, kind of. So Mm -hmm. it's not. Something that Marvel wouldn't really do.
1: Well, growing up in the nineties, Johnny Blaze was Johnny Blaze. He wasn't Ghost Rider at that point. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Blaze he, was well, Blaze. Not much.
0: He was Blaze. Blaze,
1: Blaze, right? right.
0: Blaze. Excuse me. Sir. I could
1: have swore they said his first name. Something. Oh, well, they did. He take a, like a, a hellfire shotgun. It was not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanquish the- has the cooler motorcycle
0: friend of the There's podcast the uh henry martinez wrote or drew rather that uh that blazed and midnight Sun's book i'm holding up a uh, a dandy catch sketch that a friend mm-hmm. of the podcast henry martinez uh, fellow long island native uh illustrated for me because i couldn't stop talking about chains and muscles when i saw him um <laughs> but yeah dude as a kid it's it's the same thing where when i think of robin i think of tim drake because that was the robin i read when i was like you know a kid Mm -hmm. and uh when i think of green lantern i think of kyle rayner and when i think of the flash i think of wally west because i didn't grow up with johnny blaze when i was a eight-year-old boy and i was going to a comic book store and i saw a fucking comic with a dude flaming skull helmet on a motorcycle with chains and a shotgun i was going to buy that comic book as an eight-year-old boy in the early 90s and that was danny catch the all new all different uh marvel now point now uh ghost Rider was robbie reyes like uh yeah, 2014 yeah. i believe right um which is a good storyline. Like I do actually kind of enjoy that book. Uh mm-hmm. Umberto Ramirez did the art for that book and it's got some really good coloring too. I think Jordy Belair did the coloring.
1: It's not a bad book. It's kind of a, a different take on the Ghost Rider idea where it's he's not in like in a deal with the devil, it's like a serial killer uncle or something, right? It's,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christine with Ghost Rider. Like it's in a car. Yeah, Carr, yeah. yeah. Red and Red that's Red.
1: been adapted to the MCU, but not MCU, pseudo MCU stuff with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, I never saw those episodes. I know that the costume looked fairly close,
0: but yeah. And the character looked pretty close, except he was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But also like, again, like you said, like pseudo MCU, like how much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually in continuity at this point because that Ghost Rider arc had a lot to do with the Darkhold, and we've already seen, like, <laughs> the Darkhold yeah, yeah. was with Agatha for, like, 300 years, so, like, how? Probably like, you know... not canon anymore.
1: That is a good point, unless there are two Darkholds. Mm-hmm. Get a photocopier and
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <it> cover out. <laughs> <laughs> you see the giant wizard Cathan, the demon, like, writing with his quill and, like, doing duplicates of it. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to imagine they had a Kinkos or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, just mm-hmm. yeah.
0: you think they still have Kinkos, right?
1: Uh, no, I, I, we never had them, so I don't know if they're still a thing elsewhere.
0: I only went to a Kinkos once, and uh, I went to a concert in Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of the Office, and uh, I bought my ticket at the box office, and it was like on a piece of like red paper, and I remember thinking in the back of my head. I could go to a Kinko's and photocopy these and sell them. So my friend Rick, (laughs) (laughs) admitting to my crimes on the airwaves, once again, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend of a friend went to a Kinko's and uh, photocopied all these concert tickets. And we, the friend of a friend stood outside of the venue and sold them for $15 a piece and uh, got to buy a couple extra cocktails that night and had a free hotel room. It was pretty nice. Um, Yeah. Donnie blaze this, struggling magician uh the audience has completely lost interest they they seem bored as hell i kept thinking uh jimmy woo if he was there he'd probably be pretty excited to be watching yes
1: yeah that is kind of the crossover we need at this point with these characters
0: like you live in a world with giant purple spacemen and fantastic shit everywhere. So mm-hmm. seeing sling like, hand. Yeah yeah, he, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's just
1: underwhelming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um it's a
1: hard business. Uh
0: yeah, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. Uh but he's like kind of desperate to wow his audience. So we see him whip out a sling ring and uh uses it to transport um kind of the biggest takeaway from this episode on the internet in terms of social media reactions this Mm -hmm. new character madison spelt with uh two s's and a y but you don't know where it is it's not where you think it is right isn't that what she said
1: yeah yeah two n's and a y two
0: n's and a y but it's not where you think it is so he transports this uh very drunk lush madison um through like one of the doctor strange fire portal things um yeah yeah We get my favorite thing in the world, Travis. A little title card telling us exactly where we are over a... Over a random exotic location here with the Catman do Nepal. I got so happy when I saw that. I was talking to you before we went on the air how I'm kind of an easy mark for <laughs> specific genres. And one of them is like the spy genre. And I get so excited when I see those little like, uh, you know, wherever Croatia or like, you know, Kiev, you know. Yeah,
2: instead
1: of an establishing or just an establishing shot, it's establishing text. It's telling you.
0: I wouldn't have known that was Kathmandu, Nepal, unless course, they told me. Of
1: course, yeah, I yeah.
0: I don't know the distinct architecture of Kathmandu, and Nepal. Um, yeah, and it's we. The Dalai st- Lama is
1: uh, Lama's not there. How would I know? It's,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: And he's, is, he's too wait, big. Okay, isn't he
0: from Tibet?
1: Nah uh, yeah, he is. I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> see, different see, things, right? Yeah, that's why you need the text.
0: That's why we need the text yeah i wouldn't know a himalayan mountain from a rocky mountain you know if i fucking mm. saw it i can't Eiffel tell
1: tire tower, where is that yeah, it's, yeah
0: yeah no clue no clue empire state building no idea 9 <laughs> 11 never forget it's it oklahoma um yeah our good friend mr wong is uh hanging out watching the sopranos um Nice to see Benedict Wong back. I thought Wong was only going to be in two episodes, and you—I did
1: too. I I on record saying I thought he was going to be in two, and yeah,
0: you I said sure Abomination remember. three, Wong yes. two, and then everyone was going to get their two episode arc.
1: I'm I'm going to be completely off on all of these. I think I think this is an eight episodes eight episode series, by the way. So we're not yeah, we're halfway it, through, like right? This episode three, right?
0: This episode four, my friend.
1: That
0: doesn't sound right. It is right, because the first one was the fucking origin. The second yeah. one was her getting the job. The third one was the case against Blomsky, and now we're at uh, Yeah, Manhattan. yeah, you're correct,
1: you're correct. I uh, lost an episode there.
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, this really feels like episode three. Like, we were saying the premiere, like, quote-unquote pilot, like, episode one, Mm-hmm. feels like a completely different show from what the yeah. show actually is. You know what I mean? Um, even though this episode like had a cool fight scene kind of we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah, Wong is watching the Sopranos man, and the second I heard that the music like I got pretty fucking hyped. Um I'm in the middle of a Sopranos rewatch. It's kind of like what I do in my spare time. I try and put like an episode or two out throughout the day um mm-hmm. i'm on season five and oddly enough on wednesday i watched episode 12 of season five this exact episode and i thought this was the weirdest fucking timing um have you watched the sopranos travis
1: i have i once kind of like out of order just catching it on a and year whatever the fuck it used to air on on the on the cable version of it and sure. then uh I rewatched it on HBO in order, uh, mostly. I Towards the end, I hated Tony's wife, and that I had to finish out like three or four episodes.
0: <laughs> you need a naggy Italian. Movie. I hate her. I hate in, her. In a mob movie. Yeah,
1: you, you do. It. Yeah, I just, I hate the, the lack of responsibility she takes for Tony's actions.
0: Mm, this is <laughs> true. Like, you married this, you knew this, yeah, you grew you, up you with you this. Yeah, you a
1: hand in this. Yeah, you're 50. Okay, 30% responsible. Yes. You're not zero.
0: You are guilty by association, <laughs> Camilla. You
1: were reaping the benefits of the crime. Yeah. And the murders and extortions and just everything.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what's paying for your crystal countertops, you gaudy fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Christopher was my favorite Sopranos character. Surprise to yeah. me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. So. Uh,
0: yeah, and the christopher adriana relationship especially as it kind of escalated where she was the uh narc pretty much Mm -hmm. like she she went undercover and was working with the the fbi um like season five is where that'll obviously culminates uh this be the episode where she gets killed
1: what a tense scene that is
0: (laughs) it is the worst breakup scene in television (laughs) history (laughs)
1: interesting description of it yeah yeah
0: uh, it, it's like uh there's there's season 5 episode 12 of the sopranos there's the end of midsomar um you know the <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah would you be mad do you blame anyone for spoiling that
1: episode no 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 uh there's a statue limitation on spoilers and it is a decade <laughs> This show has been out for so long, if you were going to watch Sopranos, you've already watched Sopranos, pretty much.
0: Ready to feel old? Um, That episode aired 16 years ago.
1: Yeah, see, it's well outside the bounds of when you can expect someone to not spoil it.
0: Yeah, Sopranos is over 20 years old, my friend. Mm -hmm. I remember going into... Uh, junior high my first day of junior high school or first week rather and the sopranos aired and i had a negligent father who allowed me to watch whatever the hell i <laughs> wanted and we were like an hbo family we had mm-hmm. home box um and i remember like adoring the conceit of the sopranos because it's the beginning of a bad joke it's uh a mobster walks into a psychiatrist's office you know what i mean yeah yeah um, it, it's like
1: really expounding on the, uh, analyze this and analyze that conceit
0: a hundred percent, hundred percent. We have Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro to thank for this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, um, which is insane that they made a sequel to analyze this. I mean, honestly, with the title, like analyze that, you know, I guarantee that's how they sold it. Like it was some guy. <laughs>
1: just a sassy title
0: yeah. yeah 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 like like we've talked about how when uh Jimmy Cameron pitched uh Aliens yeah, yeah the Alien yeah. sequel he like went in and there was a dry erase board he just wrote the word alien like looked at everybody wrote an s at the end and then changed the s to a dollar sign and like dropped his microphone and walked out <laughs> of the room i guarantee someone just wrote analyze this on a fucking dry erase board crossed out the this and wrote that and then like dropped their microphone and like they Dropped a fucking dump truck of money on their front yard. <laughs> and that was, like, pre-De Niro just being in terrible fucking movies for, like, the past two decades. Like, it's kind of incredible that that guy's career has been, like, meet the fuckers.
1: Yeah, Daddy's yeah,
0: yeah. home.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it's not been good. <laughs> I uh, I was thinking, that's going to be Billy Crystal's, Like, towards the end of his run is getting regular... Work kind
0: of, yeah. Like, yeah. whatever happened to Billy Crystal? Yeah, I don't
1: know. I know he's been in some stuff on it here and there, but yeah,
0: he used to host the Oscars, though. You know what I mean? Mm. He was such a big name, and he was starred in the movie that you and I keep saying we're gonna watch <laughs> and possibly cover for the podcast <laughs> City Slickers 2. Search for Curly's Gold.
1: Yes, yes, he is in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: stay tuned, stay <laughs> tuned for our spin-off podcast. Um yeah so so madison tells wong what happened and wong vows revenge on this mr donald blaze esquire um we kind of sneak up on jen as she's getting ready for work in this kind of like fourth wall breaking moment that i Mm -hmm. really adored it was very like modern family it's like oh hi there you know um i love her little like I know you're happy to see Wong having him on the show is literal Twitter armor for
2: us. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) That to me is a great line for a couple of reasons. One is just funny. And then the other is that it shows that they have the finger on the pulse of what the internet is going to think of She-Hulk. Uh,
0: like they had the finger on the pulse because this was made like a year ago. Yeah, and they yeah. People exactly are going to what... bitch uh,
1: about every episode, but if we give them long, they'll they'll shut up for a little
0: yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. As long as he has a penis, no one will care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's Scarlett Johansson in leather pants. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you like how Jen wears these baggy fucking suits and stuff like that she wears like all the frumpy outfits whenever she's jen because she knows she's like going into the office and she's gonna have to hulk up later so oh her, yeah or, i didn't yeah. even
1: register that but yeah you're right uh,
0: yeah she looks like a little kid like wearing her <laughs> dad's clothes you know what i mean <laughs> um we More get that re- right? Yeah. yeah of course of course it's better than i mean otherwise you'd have to wear uh like stretchy pants right which <laughs> would be tough for uh business wear you know
1: Speaking of stretchy pants, when do you think we'll get her in a costume proper? Uh, or are they going to do the fucking final episode thing where we... One fight scene, pretty much?
0: Do you want to see her in a costume?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. I want to see okay. everyone in costumes.
0: Okay. She doesn't okay.
1: need to be in it all the time or anything, but... Just, yeah, yeah, I'm just sick of the, the final episode and see her. Mm-hmm. And hers isn't that difficult. Like... Mm-hmm. Fucking so Hulk's worn an equivalent of her costume a few times in the MCU now. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, where it's just like a you know, stretchy bodysuit.
0: Do you want to see like the tank top esque wrestling singlet, or <laughs> or or essentially like body armor compression shirt and shorts?
1: No, uh, just the bodysuit. That's fine. Just it doesn't have to be revealing or anything like that. I'm not. It's not that type of thing. I just don't need people in silly costumes. That's so, all. It does have practical. to
2: be
0: It does have to be purple, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. It has to be purple. Green 100%. and purple complement each other.
0: A hundred percent. She should be
1: more green, though. Just a little bit.
0: A little more. A little more green.
1: Curly um, hair, too. I don't know if I bitched about that on last week, but...
0: Not enough, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean,
1: give her the, the John Byrne giant 80s hair.
0: It's got to be an animation issue. Yeah, yeah, it has hair. to be. It has to be. Yeah, I mean the 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 way around that would be mo mocapping something with a wig on and just mocapping around the curly hair. Yeah,
1: you know yeah, I, I, mean? I had the same thought of, on how to do the hair. Just give her a green wig and then polish it with CGI after the thing's done.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, even like light is hard to animate with curly hair because it's like reflecting off.
1: Yeah, oh, in oh
0: different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying um speaking of the purple and green it's kind of funny because like she has this like to-do list while she's uh while she's in her office and she's like going through it and it's like you know send email to Megan the Stallion about the whatever case <laughs> but I noticed yeah. one of them was uh buy more green and purple highlighters which I thought was <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> yeah Um, I'm
1: reading that. Yeah, that's fun.
0: So, would you call the Donnie Blaze versus Wong professional life stuff the A plot, or would you call She Hulk dating the A plot here?
1: Which is Uh, the A plot? Donnie is the the A plot. Okay,
0: I agree. Normally, the personal life stuff is the A plot, but here, the personal life stuff seems to be the B plot. You know what I'm saying? Yes,
1: yes. I I fully. I think that it's, yeah
0: so they there's they, just not
1: they, enough meat to the dating subplot for it to it's just really a, a fun little bit
0: but it's nice because it builds like character development like we see her doing her uh it's not tinder it, it is tinder but matter, they call it it they it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah my mom uh <laughs> before she's like she's like oh when are you recording the podcast today And I was like, oh, in a little bit, Travis and I are just getting set up. She's like, we love She-Hulk. Remember, swipe left. Have fun. And I'm like, (laughs) she has no idea what she's talking about, (laughs) but but it was pretty funny. Um, Yeah, so the A-plot continues here, and uh, Mr. Wong shows up um, and wants to serve Donnie Blaze with a cease and desist order, preventing him from utilizing the mystical arts and rippling fucking a hole in the fucking space-time continuum or Something along those lines. But we find out that Johnny... Jesus, I said it again. Donny <laughs> Blaze, Mr. Anny Blaze, um, was a former student at Carmartage who got kicked out or expelled in his first week because he was using his sling ring to, like, bring in kegs for, like... He was a, fa- a frat, Yeah, bro. a lot of alcohol in this
1: episode. A lot of alcohol. I Discussion know. and talk, yes, yes Which
0: uh, you were not a fan of.
1: Uh, not too much, not too much. Like, I, I get people to drink. That's fine. I just... They never show the other side of it, though. 1 in 12 uh, men are alcoholics, 1 in 25 women, and yes, yes, it is the most socially acceptable drug (laughs) dealers.
0: Absolutely, and they could have done People
1: might bully you at a work event if you're not drinking
0: Oh, welcome to my life My name is John, and I'm a fucking alcoholic (laughs) And every single time I go to a work event and someone asks what I'm drinking And I tell them, like, it's a LaCroix or a soda They're like, oh, let me get something I was like, I can't because I have a substance (laughs) abuse problem
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah you wouldn't like me when I'm thirsty, sir.
0: You- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I am allergic to alcohol. I end up in handcuffs doing yeah. hard drugs. Um so <laughs> <laughs> uh luckily one thing i will have to say on that subject is normally there is always one other person who is also in the same boat and you usually end up linking up with that person at like a christmas party and yeah, yeah. And, there, and you could just be like hey that's my guy over there you know what i'm yeah, saying
1: i only I really bitch about it much because of uh how the tony start stuff was not handled at all so yeah yeah and yeah, they, yeah.
0: they, like, volleyed it up so hard to do, like, the only famous Iron Man comic book ever <laughs> with demon in a bottle to, like, the point where they have direct imagery from that fucking run with the Roger Stern fucking, mm-hmm. you know, like, looking in the mirror stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, the cover. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they just didn't do it. And it's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, you came so goddamn close. Like, you touched on the themes a little bit, and then you're like, No, we're gonna dedicate more time to Whiplash, you know what I mean? Or, like,
1: <laughs> Whiplash is a bird, he gets more, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, more of a plot line there,
0: yeah. Well, apparently, that was like a demand of Mickey Rourke's to like have the bird there. Oh,
1: uh, um, well, I can see that, I can see yeah, that.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do love Mickey Rourke's performance in that movie, it's like the best part of that mm-hmm. kind of bad. <laughs> only kind of I add, enjoy like, it um, I enjoy yeah, it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I'm not gonna say it's great uh, yeah
0: it was like my one of my least favorite MCU movies until the Eternals came out and now <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> It's it's gotten better without doing anything. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the kind of thing, like, when people uh, are like, no way, Iron Man 2 or Incredible Hulk is worse than the Eternals. I'm like, if I had a gun to your head and I said, you have to watch one of these movies, (laughs) which one would you watch right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you are fucking crazy. You would not put on the three and a half hour slog fest. Do you think
1: the Eternals needed more Chloe Zell?
0: I think eternals needed to not exist.
1: Um, uh, yeah. Well, see <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, that's yeah, because someone was complaining that it had was two two studio, not enough L. and no. but they also said that the action was good, which just can't get on board that,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, there's,
1: I, there's a lot of magic yeah or, uh, shots in that too, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's a fucking kind of a boring movie.
0: Yeah, about boring characters that have never really worked, even in their source material. Granted, they were created by boring
1: performances too. Just underwhelming, uh, other than like a handful
0: yeah barry keegan and yeah yeah macari Macari. yeah and angelina jolie like surprise surprise the most striking (laughs) face in cinematic history arguably gave an okay performance by just looking at things you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like that one like kind of horny like glance that she gives like the trailer shot where like Mm -hmm. remember how many bad guys there were in that movie there was like Gru, the Deviant. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and, well, his name was Crow. I'll have you know. Crow, uh, whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. We, you know, know we where to
1: stop. you can't continue. Well, well here all
0: day. something <laughs> just came up in my brain, and I never right. put two and two together. Bill Skarsgård played Crow, right? Yes. That guy is playing the Crow in the remake. Ah, oh.
1: Ah. What a weird... <laughs> turn of events I know
0: yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah I do yeah,
1: hope yeah. they bring him back for a real role in MCU I don't, I don't know if he's opposed to long term franchise stuff or not but
0: well I want the big Skarsgård I want Alexander
1: well yes yes uh, especially after the Northman like, yeah, yeah. I always thought he'd be a good Sabertooth but seeing that movie that's exactly how everyone wants Sabertooth to be defeated for
0: <laughs> yeah the movie where he played a giant wolf person yeah yes. that-
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's able to do the, the silly wolf stuff and it'd be, you know, oh, that's not silly at all. That's No, not.
0: that's a real human being climbing that wall yeah. with that... Pitchfork, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Don't mess. watch the Norseman phrase. Yeah, please go watch journals. Don't the watch
1: Northman. journals unless you've already seen it. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. But that would be the third Skarsgard if Alexander got in there because our good friend Stellan, who we're going to talk about later mm-hmm. in our news segment, is also in the MCU. um The first person to show his butt in the MCU. <laughs> Thor keeps saying he was, but he was not. Stellan showed his butt before that because he loves to drop Dong and everything he does. Um, Hulk as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot about that. Um, so, yeah, She-Hulk agrees to take the case from Wong against Mr. Blaze um, if they do it by the book. Um, Wong giving her his card was pretty fun, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he does some side of hand stuff, too, throughout. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, um, just, uh, just random intervals, yeah.
0: Yeah, have we seen, we saw a wizard card, right, in Thor Ragnarok?
1: Yes, uh, yes we did. Uh, Dr. Strange leaves Thor 1 whenever he at Dr. Loki.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So now we got to get back to the B-plot. Uh, this is where the B-plot actually starts. Um, Jen has created this Tinder profile, and uh, Nikki, her mm-hmm. paralegal, they're at a bar and she teases Jen about using her essentially using her LinkedIn profile as the, uh, <laughs> Tinder picture. Yeah. Um, they get like, what's your first date going to be showing them like a PowerPoint or something like that. Or like a, or she's like in a suit and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> not like a fun time.
0: No, but some of us like pants suits and some <laughs> of us need some discipline. I, in our I lives. don't like
1: that. They treat Jen like she's not attractive in this episode.
0: It's so annoying when she's an actual movie star. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. It's absurd.
0: Don't you love forced diversity, Travis? Did you notice the throw... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. There's like this throwaway line where Nikki's like, man, dating, the hetero dating scene is the worst. And it's like, oh, look, Nikki's a gay character now. And it's like...
1: Oh, I didn't even register that she was gay.
0: Because it's throwaway lines (laughs) in lieu of actual character development sometimes. That's the stuff that gets to me here. You know what (laughs) I mean?
1: Granted, I I do think uh, that is a line that someone would say sometimes, but yes.
0: Yes. But But granted... Yeah, yeah.
1: Telling us, not showing us, it's tiresome. Almost as tiresome as hiding their super suits until the final episode.
0: (laughs) I mean, the easier way to do this is to have, like, another really attractive woman and have uh, the actress who plays Nikki just, like, shove her tongue down their throat. So, you know, for 22 minutes... Where
1: would they find another one of those, though?
0: I know. It's not like there's one sitting right next to her, another goddamn movie star. You know (laughs) what I mean?
1: That would have not been a bad choice, huh?
0: Nope. I would have... That would would have been a great
1: choice. I'm getting... Annoyed a bit That they didn't do that That's that- what
0: I'm saying And it would have Shut all the incels up You know what I mean They would have yeah. Finally been like Finally Something I can Masturbate to And not be judged for <laughs> Not judged
1: much At least
0: Yeah Yeah yeah. Well not have to do it In shame While crying You know what mm. I mean Like they did with The Megan the Stallion thing you know?
2: oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Yeah
0: Don't be embarrassed That you need two tissues When you masturbate Because you also cry You know what I'm saying Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's been my life for years. Uh-huh. Uh I love um they go to like the office of this guy, uh Annie Blaze's Mystical Castle, and um, mm. you know, Jen and Wong serve him with the cease and desist that they kind of throw away. But these magicians and his like cronies are hilarious. I cartoons. I definitely hilarious. noted uh
1: his main underling or whatnot, the uh <laughs> In the first stage, he would be the Michael Caine of the, of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Or um,
0: possibly the, uh, the um, what's his name, Lucius Fox? Because he yes. kind of looks like fake Morgan Freeman.
1: Yes, he does a bit. He does. I do want to mention, a ran a bit of trivia, that actor Leon Lamar is the oldest actor in MCU. He's 104. That guy? Yes. Wow. That's mm. right for 104, right?
0: Looks incredible for like 70. You know,
1: I guess he must really enjoy acting. I would hope it's either that or he is very bad at money management. And he has to continue to work.
0: <laughs> I mean, what has this guy been in? Has he has he had a long He's storied career?
1: Like 50 things. Uh, wow. I, I didn't take note of uh, what they were. I knew he looked familiar, but yeah,
0: I just kept thinking he was fake Morgan Freeman, you know. <laughs> no, 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 Mr. Wayne. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um yeah so these guys are hilarious buffoons though like um yeah. that old actor leon lamar or whatever like hyping him up is very funny she she even said she's like what are you as hype man and he's like yeah kind of you know that's like yeah what yeah did.
1: what if i am what if i am yeah.
0: yeah what if i am um and as she's leaving the office she gets a tinder match so back to the b plot jen has this uh very bad date with this really <laughs> lame dude um as a lifelong new yorker i felt uh I wanted to punch this guy when he's like, you know, I'm a New Yorker at heart. And she's like, oh, yeah, how long did you live there? He's like three or four months or something like that. And like.
1: I was a little over a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little over a year. 14 months, I think he said. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, the um, really tense moment with the who's going to pay for the check, like the split the bill <laughs> thing was awesome, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh
0: like that is good sitcom shit right there like that is a gag that is a bit and that worked really well like hype the music up and have that be the like smoking gun moment you know what i mean but it's Mm -hmm. literally who's gonna split the check like i i i liked all this stuff quite a bit and again back to what we were saying working within genre confines and being capable of having actual character development at the same time as having your 30 minutes of fun passive comedy like you're not left with a lot of wiggle room and time to like really develop these characters The show makes the most of what it's got like it makes a meal out of its 30 minutes you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um yeah there's uh the trial bit and and wong is filing uh like a complaint and uh preliminary injunction against Mr. Donald blaze to cease using the mystical arts due to what uh, they call gross negligence. And the judge is hard pressed to find why magic tricks would constitute gross negligence. So they ask if there is a witness available to corroborate on their claim. And Wong begrudgingly agrees to sling ring Madison, Uh, with two s's and a y but it's not where you think two n's and a y but it's not where you think that's
1: correct is that correct
0: correct? because she does spell it here so they bring this lush out from the bar
1: i i do drink in hand i do wish that your lawyer friend was on the show this week because i i don't think that she would be allowed to testify under the influence
0: i okay so little spoilers for a couple episodes coming up we're gonna have an actual lawyer on the show <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my friend James who I don't know if he's gonna let us use his uh, his name uh, he he practices law in the state of Michigan I have used him you he's going- live out
1: the state in case you- <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I <laughs> I uh, have consulted him in the past um like when i was going through my divorce and stuff i was like what Mm -hmm. should i do blah 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 and he's like you know i have to say like i can't do this but if i was your lawyer i would say so like all of his stuff would start with that and i would always like bring that to my actual lawyer and be like actually i consulted a buddy and he told me this you know Mm -hmm. um yeah so shout out to james i used to buy comics with him when i was 12 years old and we hung out throughout all of high school, and now he is an actual legal professional who also likes comic books and wants to come on the show. Um, And it all started, actually, with an Instagram DM where, I don't know, he's like, step on me, She-Hulk, like I shared our <laughs> last episode, and he said that. And I was like, so I was going to reach out to you anyway. Do you no, want to yeah. come in? Because we need, like... Law advice basically, <laughs> um, because we keep admitting to these crimes we're not, on air,
1: professional wizards, and like we, can, we can't we get one of those, so lawyer your second best option, know.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like we can speak to the drinking stuff as alcoholics, but yeah, we can't speak you know. to
2: anything else. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm curious, like, if you're allowed to testify under the influence like that. I
1: um, think not, definitely not drinking hand.
0: <laughs> I, I love, uh, one. I love how she calls Wong Wongers. I think that's very fun. Uh, two, when the judge says, ma'am, you can't have that drink in here. She gives it to the to the the courtroom uh, security. Uh, yeah, the yes. yeah, the bailiff. That's what their name is. And says, um, you can have a sip. I'm not sick or anything. <laughs> and then, like, sits down. Uh, now the bailiff has all these herpes. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty
1: much, pretty much,
0: Yeah, yeah. Her testimony was very funny, though, because she's like, first, he gave me a rose that didn't smell like anything. Then he pushed me into a fireland. So to get out, I had to make a pact with a demon, but I can't discuss that. And then the demon, whose name was Jake, opened a portal and I showed up at Wanger's house. Um,
1: Do you think we're going to get any follow up on this subplot with this random goat <coughs> demon? That they show us in the Edwards later. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask, do you want to talk about Mephesto or no?
1: <laughs> I, I don't particularly. I feel like we've talked about him enough, but if we don't talk about him, that's when he's going to show up. You know that, right? Okay, it's...
0: so let's leave it at that. Let's leave yeah. it at that. Maybe Al Pacino, because, oh my god, <laughs> imagine Al Pacino came out and it was like him reprising his role from The Devil's Advocate. Mm? Um, That would be pretty fucking fun.
1: I was thinking, Have... whoever did the voice in The Witch for uh, Black Phillip. <laughs> oh, that
0: would be really fun.
1: That yeah, would it appeal to uh, our our film snob A twenty four, film bro nonsense uh, theme. That we have Absolutely,
0: doing? and our love for delicious butter and pretty dresses. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, have I told you that I'm reading Michael Mann's novel Heat two?
1: You have, yeah
0: have I told you how difficult it is for me to read all of the Vincent Hanna lines without screaming in my head, like an Al Pacino impression.
1: (laughs) I would think it was pretty much impossible. Yeah. It's
0: near impossible. Like, it's just like, what are you having for dinner? Like every single fucking line I read that is written for his character. Like I just think in my head of Pacino screaming in that fucking movie. And it's, it's pretty fun um i do have the audiobook and i only download it one because i have an audible subscription not a sponsor of the show and two um you know i was hoping that someone is doing an al pacino impression on this audiobook so i'm waiting till i finish it before i fucking mm-hmm. dig into it but if they didn't that's a real missed opportunity
1: absolutely <laughs>
0: absolutely. absolutely um all of the lawyers, again, being buffoons, them doing their little magic
1: tricks. Yeah, this is my favorite bit of the episode, probably. When they, uh, they're, the judge rules in their favor in some capacity, and then they start breaking out magic tricks. Like, it's almost like they're throwing gang signs or something. It's fucking hilarious.
0: The one tubby guy, like pulling the scarf out of yeah, his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's just so good. So it's good. so
0: fucking good, man. It's so good. Um, Yeah, and then Wong and Madison go get some Froyo and. Sopranos I guess so I like the Wong Madison stuff I'm not going to dwell on it because the internet's going Fucking crazy for it <laughs> in good and Bad ways
1: yeah yeah I, I do Like you know I've seen a lot of people praise to Instagram, even though it's not my cup of tea I'm not the target audience for this <laughs> Sure I don't go to bars and things like that to mm-hmm. yeah, Meet people like this so it's Yeah yeah I know are, so many people Are Madison like and Wong dating at this point by the way
0: that's What I'm curious about, too, he's
1: buying her food, so I don't think you're allowed to bribe uh, witnesses either, probably. But
0: and they're like watching TV and Snuggies,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: at the very end. Uh, which I have a take on that I'm gonna save. Would for you let someone that you
1: weren't uh dating or sleeping with spoil movies for you constantly? That I mean, he's dating you. <laughs>
0: you and I do that all the time, Travis, but. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's
0: true. And hopefully the entire demographic of people who listen to the show do it as well. So, because <laughs> that's essentially all we do is sit mm-hmm. on here and spoil fucking movies. That's what I was movies thinking. That as, well. are as likely to be
1: seen sometimes too. So it's,
0: yeah. Yeah, that is true. We've spoiled like pretty much 50% of Abel Ferreira's filmography. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of Michael Mann movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, some Japanese ghost stories, a yeah. lot of things like that. Um, So Jen, back to the B-plot, makes a Tinder profile as She-Hulk and it starts blowing up. I could not help but think about how much we used to talk about sexy Twilix and what color <laughs> Twilix we would want to bang while we were doing that Book of Boba Fett fucking shit show.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I think you do very well.
0: Uh, Mm-hmm. it's very captain Kirk. Like you want to bang the green lady. Well, you course, know what I mean? Of
1: course. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I rewatched uh JJ Abrams star Trek earlier this week. Cause I went on like a big Trek kick. Um, and also like Chris Pine has been in the news because of <laughs> don't worry, darling, uh,
1: him maybe having been spit on by Harry Styles, Star Fox, uh,
0: Him falling asleep at a press conference while Olivia Wilde was talking about the movie as well. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Yeah,
1: I wanna say there's an interview with maybe Harry Styles talking about how the movie they made is a movie and That's it, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: He's saying things along the lines of, you know, it's like when you're making a movie, you're like, oh, it's a movie. And like, 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 and (laughs) what, like the, the movie. And you just see Chris Pine nodding out on the stage. Uh, It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Do you think he spit on him though? No, I don't think he spit on him.
1: I hope he did. I could see it being a thing. Not a, not even in a negative working environment thing. Just. Being an asshole to your body. Yes.
0: Are you going to be seeing Don't Worry Darling?
1: Uh, I don't know. I've uh, not seen anything about it. Uh, okay. uh, other in the controversies around it.
0: Yes. There, which there are not numerous. Numerous. Ones. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Shia LaBeouf
2: and Florence Pugh there's, well, there's it, a lot of them it yeah. also
0: started with that guy jason man's Manzou- not jason manzukas jason sudeikis olivia no. wilde's yeah. ex-husband yeah. like served her papers while they were filming <laughs> it or something along those lines um yeah yeah then olivia wilde also slept with harry styles while on the set and they fired Shyla Booth because he beat up his ex girlfriend, and no one felt comfortable working around him, which is totally well, understandable.
1: Florence Few didn't want to work with him, and yeah. then like Olivia Wilde just kind of went back and forth on how much of it was just he, he had a very aggressive process, she said. But then I want to say she just kind of said something, said something different now, but yeah, 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 I'm sure that it was a, probably a mess. <laughs>
0: this movie looks like my vibe kind Mm. of it's like a lot of people wearing uh like linen polo shirts something i'm a fan of doing like they kind of all look like they stepped out of like a 70s fucking gq ad or something along those lines i like everyone involved except for harry styles who i'm still like up in the air about um i like dunkirk but i have no idea what one direction is you know so
1: (laughs) i i just know that in that Eternals movie that we've been shooting on, uh, he had more charisma than most was cast in two seconds. I don't yes. know if he's a good actor, but just a natural uh, drawn-to-ness.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, he uh, was the uh, the kid in Dunkirk. I don't know if you've seen Dunkirk.
1: Um, it's a war movie. I, uh, I There's a lot of those I haven't seen.
0: It's a good one, man. It's like an hour and no, a half, i heard.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You could blaze through that movie. Very quick you mm-hmm. know like when i heard christopher nolan's making like an epic world war movie i'm thinking this thing's gonna be like four fucking hours long
1: that's kind of one of the reasons i hadn't even looked at
0: it no it's like a hundred minutes in that's and out yeah bad. yeah tom hardy wears a mask you can barely hear what he says it's
1: oh that sounds delightful
0: yes yes it's my kind of movie i love it uh the score is also incredible like hans zimmer used uh like a a watch from world war ii and like sampled it and all of it is like the clock going like it's it's pretty fucking cool Mm -hmm. um yeah so i think i'm gonna check out don't worry darling but again i heard it's not very good also (laughs) That's the other yeah, yeah. controversy over this entire thing. And also, Florence Pugh got paid like $500,000 and Harry Styles made like $3 million for it. That's the other
1: thing. Oh, one. wow. That isn't great. Uh, yeah. I get that. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's rough. She's the star of it.
0: She is the star yeah, of it. Yeah,
1: top. Uh, I don't know. That, I get, you can get to pay the top girl the, the top money or whatever, but I'm not convinced that he is.
0: No, it sounds like a gender pay gap. <laughs> is what that sounds like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Jennifer Lawrence has been in the news about the gender pay gap. Uh though I don't mm. think her example uh really hits home. But mm. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio making much more than her. I don't think she's the level star that he is. Uh I mean she was more time.
0: Games. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She I was more time say. and then
1: she got paid way more than Chris Pratt for that one in uh, that passenger's movie, so that's a bad movie.
0: <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No,
1: no, I've heard it's bad. Yeah,
0: it is so creepy. Fucking uh, co host Kira is a fan of that movie, and I think she's fucking insane for how much <laughs> she likes that movie because it's about a guy who, like, you're they're on like a colonizing ship, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And there's like one person who's not in like cryo sleep while they're going to this new earth. And it's Chris Pratt, and he walks around and like looks over all the people who are frozen, yeah. and he falls in love with one of them, Jennifer Lawrence, and then he wakes her up and basically Was like it just, gas. Is it like beauty? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and like gaslights her into like falling in love with them and like lies about everything that he is. Like he's everyone essentially, else
2: died.
1: No.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, pretty yeah, that much.
1: sounds sounds rough.
0: Uh, yeah. And then they had. She finds out the truth, and she's like, "You scumbag," which she should. But at the yeah, end, yeah. they end up kissing, and I'm like, Yeah, oh, wow. fuck this movie! This <laughs> is the mixed message here." <coughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's rough. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it deserved to bomb as bad as it did because that's kind of just cruel, in
1: my opinion. You know mm-hmm. what
0: I mean? Um, I like Jen's date montage. As yeah. Did you She-Hulk.
1: did you recognize the first guy at all?
0: The big guy sounded like the guy who played Jim Gordon in The Watcher.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, his name is David O'Tonga. He was an announcer for WWE, a wrestler before that. I don't think he did much in wrestling, but yeah, yeah.
0: He sounds like Jeffrey Wright when he talks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The how much you did lift kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 600
1: yeah. and he's not even a superhero, he huh? says. Yeah.
0: I like... Um, jen's confidence when she takes on she hulk too like that's a very in character thing from the comic books that i'm really digging about the show and it really sunk in during those sequences how Mm -hmm. she's so much more confident as she hulk and like that's what it's going to take to get her to overcome that kind of shyness that she has does that make sense
1: absolutely and i think she may grow to like being she hulk more as things go along and budget to get it all looser and
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh i also kind of like they do the how strong is she bit in a, mm. a different way here yeah where it's yes. just guys trying to hit on her and the movie where she gets called a specimen that's a great reaction I yeah uh,
2: yes
0: yeah <laughs> that is the uh, reaction that you should have if someone calls you a specimen at mm-hmm. a dinner table that is a Pretty gross thing to do. Um, Also, uh, fellow single male listeners out there, take some hints at the stuff that the doctor is saying. If you ever go on a Tinder date, the best thing to say is I don't like talking about myself. It's something (laughs) that I always have to do on first dates. Tell me your story and just ask some questions and don't talk about yourself because the less she knows, the less red flags you will bring up.
1: (laughs) Well, he says he's a uh, pediatric oncologist. Yes. Does that ring a a bell for you on what kind of doctor that is?
0: Uh, That's a child heart doctor?
1: No, that would be a cardiologist. Oncologist is a cancer doctor, which is. Oh, wow. That's kind of a, a dark profession for this kind of nothing cares.
0: <laughs> but he would have to have some great bedside manner because you're telling kids the dark, dark stuff, right? And family uh, yeah. dark, dark yeah. stuff.
1: I, I imagine most people didn't register that. I I kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, I think about yeah, yeah. like death enough and death's mm-hmm.
2: just
1: a awful situation. I would hate to have that job.
0: Yeah, it's tough enough waking up and not thinking about death. Going to <laughs> sleep and not thinking about death. Now we're going to watch She-Hulk and think about death.
1: Yeah,
2: when and does it, it end?
0: Yeah, when does it Will end? When die, is oh, it? When ends? you die, yes, that is the answer, yes. And then uh, what happens after that? Probably nothing. Um,
1: did you catch the, uh, her skin's impenetrable line? And did it yeah. make you say your penis? make you talking about sex.
0: I hate the word penetration. I think it's, it's uh, like a hard word for me to say. I hate uh, the word like penetration. I hate the word diaphragm. There's like certain things I just don't like saying. I know a lot of people, uh, this is going to turn them off when you say the word moist. Uh, mm-hmm. People hate that word as well. I think it's fun. Moist. Uh, yeah. But saying like, is your skin impenetrable? I thought that was going to be like, because I want to stick my penis inside of you. Yeah. 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 Mm. But that's what mouths are for, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, she takes the hot doctor home with her. Uh, They take some fries to go. Um, Mr. Donald Blaze has another drunk lady, back to the A-plot here, uh, another drunk lady on stage who's refusing to get into his weird fire hole. So he uses his sling ring to conjure up a bird, which then flies into this drunk lady's hand lays a little egg, and then hatches a demon.
1: A little gremlin-looking mm-hmm. thing here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little, yeah. like, bat gremlin thing mm-hmm. here. So uh when we were talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, we were going off on a lot of tangents about uh, a director by the name of Sam Raimi. And I kept bringing up how much I love ghouls. When they act like little stinkers, like pesky little ghouls flying around being little stinkers. I was not expecting to get more pesky little ghouls being little stinkers on She-Hulk. No. no. Lo and behold, we got a whole bunch of them here, Travis, and it was pretty fucking fun.
2: Fits
1: the tone of the show also. Just silly little things for She-Hulk to punch and kick and Mm -hmm. stop.
0: I wish they were puppets.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the The very end of it, whenever she's got the giant one, it looks a little better than the rest, uh, which you can kind of need it to since it's the most focused one. But.
0: Yeah, it's a marquee idol. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I did think it was a weird that they just throw it, in, throw them into a frost dimension of some kind. Is that where the frost giants are? Is that is that just year Are they just relocating these things somewhere on Earth?
0: I have no idea because uh, they were coming out of a fireplace and they threw them into a cold place. <laughs> I, so. I
1: guess that may kill them then.
0: Jotunheim maybe? Oh, yeah. Is that where they're from? The darkness comes to Dark Elves. <laughs> um, I watched uh, Mad God a couple months ago. Have you seen that film? It's on
1: Shudder. I got it on my list to watch, but I have not caught it yet.
0: All right. It's um, the guy who did the stop motion and, and uh, character work for RoboCop and mm-hmm. um, all the Star Wars movies. He did the ads yeah. in Empire Strikes Back. He also did Jurassic Park. He did all the practical effects for Jurassic Park. Um, it's his passion project. He's been working on it for like 35 years or something along oh, those wow. lines. Yeah, it's all stop-motion puppets. The entire thing is stop-motion puppets.
1: It's a silent film too, right? Uh, uh, now No dialogue, rather.
0: Yeah, there's just kind of like little murmurings. It, oh. It's largely
1: well, fun. fun. Yeah, it, it, it's a vibe. You know
0: what I mean? It's like <laughs> not a story. It's just kind of like dystopian stuff happening mm-hmm. and like more and more set pieces and just really gross, weird stuff. Um, and while I was watching it, I was thinking, obviously, a lot about puppets, something I think about far too often for a grown man and how much I love them. Uh, but it got me thinking about um, something called a wet puppet. Uh, which is a puppet that's been spritzed with some petroleum jelly to make it look uh a little gooey. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, is there anything better in this world than a wet puppet, my friend? <laughs>
1: uh, not much, not much. I uh, I do the same thing with uh, special effects like this thing when you need something to look gooey. Uh.
2: He,
0: this guy did the special effects for the thing.
1: Oh, so it's identical then. <laughs> yes, yeah. Exactly what I was saying. Yes, it's yes.
0: exactly what you're thinking. Um, and it's something I got to thinking about with CGI, where water is kind of infamously hard to do because it's so reflective. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it during this, like if these things were gooier, oh, I would have adored that so so much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they they should have been
0: too because like getting goo on Seahawks is a plot point. Uh, it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but getting goo on a c- CGI I mean, goo blood, on a CGI but... thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should do a top ten wet puppet ranking when we have nothing <laughs> to cover. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what we dig up uh, from our list. You know what I mean? Cheddar mm-hmm. Goblin, good wet puppet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen Mandy, go see that movie. It's fucking insane it's it's one of those movies that uh you know you're constantly looking at your watch because you never want it to end because it just gets better and better and better until it finally explodes at the end and Nicolas cage may or may not fly off into some sort of valhalla that looks like a heavy metal album cover <laughs> it's incredible um yeah so wong is back at uh Camertage watching this is us when uh, mr donald blaze uh comes in asking her asking him rather for help and they call up jen uh this is where the a plot meets the b plot who is smooching on a couch uh the date's going well and they are back at home making out uh but Wong busts in for help and we get this cool demon fight sequence which is a lot of fun as they're kind of like you know he's like she's like what do you want me to do and he's like you're a hulk be a Hulk and she's slamming things and she's using them like slingshots and throwing them through the fucking portals and I love Wong's whip I think it's fucking cool (laughs) as shit you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it got me thinking wouldn't it be cool if um, Ghost Rider in the Marvel comic in in the MCU could use his whip to kind of like go through portals oh yeah give a
1: little uh, magic element to it Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that would be pretty fun um rip
1: through the, the uh time and space uh, lining. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. At the end, uh they're only left with one like demon dog, like Gozar the Gozarian kind of looking. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And she holds it up to the uh the stooge magicians, and she's like, Do you agree to the terms of the cease and desist? Which they do. Um I think
1: the extortion, maybe no.
0: a little bit. But I mean, desperate times—it's yeah. it, it's necessity at that point. You know what I mean? There are actual demons on the loose. Um, <laughs> and then we get the pick me up, mommy scene where Jen uh, picks the hot doctor up like a baby, and and they bang, um, which I really liked.
1: I just love the phrasing there, but yeah. With the pick me <laughs> that's up, mommy? yeah, 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 no, yeah. Just the uh, pick them up like a baby and then bang them. That's that's weird.
0: Yeah. We don't kink shame on this podcast, though. Uh,
1: oh, we do a
0: little. Peddle. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We don't agree with that.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: The next day, she's making juice and breakfast. We got some fun music playing. She's got a really nice house, by the way. I don't mm-hmm. know if we've ever mentioned it. All the exterior shots of it. I was like, what a nice little lovely home there. Um. Yeah, and he sees her as Jen and is like, hey,
1: I gotta He go. can't quite figure out who she is because he's not that bright for a doctor. And
0: Did he not watch the is news? He not
1: is he, I bet he's not a real doctor.
0: That's the thing with Tinder, where mm-hmm. as long as you say, I have a good profession, and then say, <laughs> I'm tired of talking about me, let's talk about you, anything goes on there anything goes on and he did
1: pick like the most heroic type of doctor probably to pretend to be perhaps
0: a children's cancer doctor yeah 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 pretty much unless you say like i'm like a trauma surgeon or something like totally insane you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah yeah um but yeah no he he picked the i need to have the best side manner look at my muscles kind of guy um Yeah, so that guy splits pretty quick, and then the episode ends with Jen being served papers, legal documents, by our good friend Skeeter, a.k.a. Titania, um, (laughs) who owns the trademark on the name She-Hulk, apparently, so we're setting it up that Titania is going to be coming back, which I do like. She's a big adversary of She-Hulks in the comics. Mm-hmm. I was curious how they were going to do this here, considering she's not like a supervillain like we thought she originally was. She was just getting a fucking parking ticket.
1: Not yet. Not yet.
0: Uh. That is true. I, I do like the idea of like a social media supervillain, though. It's uh, <laughs> it's like what Kanye West is, basically. But um,
1: Well, it, it also kind of gets it away from just being... Uh, a mirror match which is very common where the villain's almost always just a version of the hero or somebody with the same powers we're probably going to get there at some point but
0: because that's what the mcu does for like pretty much every origin story ever you know
1: (laughs) yeah it's a very common thing Uh, i mean power balance uh, things like that
0: yeah, and to make a new skin, you just change the color, you know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. Like who do you like better? Reptile, sub zero, <laughs> smoke,
1: noob cybot, uh um To be fair, they can make them look really different eventually with those more combat games, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Remember when yeah, like you know, a critique, they were just palette swaps. And then there was, like, Goro was, like, the cool big monster in the first one. And they're like, how do we make it more radical? And it's like, (laughs) make him a goat person. And it's like, now he's got four arms and four legs, right? He was, like, a minotaur-looking guy in the second one. Yeah,
1: well, it's the third. It's the third. Okay, it's the
0: third one. Part two is
1: just Goro with spikes and a shaved
0: head, right? Yes. Kitaro. Kitaro, yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. What's the Minotaur-looking one's name? I always Motaro. forget. Motaro. Uh, yeah. Motaro. I don't know if they're related
1: or not. But... I was
0: going to ask, are they siblings? <laughs> <laughs> you think they're related to Johnny Blaze? Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the post credit scene is Madison and Wong watching This Is Us and talking about the different oh. cocktails. Oh, you have something well, else?
1: Before, no, no, just Titania, Sue, and She-Hulk for the rights to the name. That's funny. Yes,
0: I, that is funny. And it's a good way to get Titania back and also, like, get Titania back with, like, you mentioned the mirror match, like, strong lady versus strong lady. I kind of would prefer to see it, like, in court and then maybe escalate into, like, a scuffle. Could
1: be. Could be. Uh, Do you think Jen is going to use Matt Murdock as her lawyer in this court case against Titania?
0: That's what I was just thinking, because... Murdoch's a defense attorney as well. So it would make sense if they hired. Oh, but Murdoch's got a secret identity. <laughs> hmm. Do you think Murdoch's going to keep his secret identity? Like vigilantes kind of have to, right?
1: <laughs> I think She Hulk will find it out. But other than that, yeah. I think she'll put it together very quickly. Maybe it was a fourth wall breaking thing.
0: Do you think um, we're getting Murdoch next week?
1: I hope so, but I am I, I would have said that in episode two.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just
1: wanted to get Daredevil again. That's all.
0: Do you think Daredevil is going to be representing the porcupine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm eager to see for you, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and Frogman.
1: All of them. Uh, how are we waiting this late in the game to give us these frog-themed supervillains? We
0: got all these aren't gems. Aren't all that cool? Yeah. Well, I think they're pretty fucking cool. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the post-credit scene with Madison and Wong watching Netflix and talking about the cocktails and the whole what's oh, the yeah. weirdest thing you've ever had, the yak milk and, and vodka. Um, I wouldn't mind if they did a bit and it was like a mystery science theater style program where it's just them talking while bad stuff played in the background because Wong being so casually... Like passive to this yeah. person. Like him being okay with this like crazy alcoholic drunk lush next to him is pretty fucking funny. So Travis, do you have anything additional that you would like to say about She-Hulk, attorney at law, episode four? Is this not real magic? Before jumping into our final thoughts and our reviews.
1: I do not. I do not.
0: Alice how you really feel. Let's rate this. Well, we here at MCU Beyond Infinity rate and review all of our episodes from one to five scoops atop our infinity cone. One scoop being the worst. Five scoops being the best we do, except half scoops atop our infinity cones. So, Travis, with episode four of She-Hole Colon, Attorney at Law, is this not real magic? What say you, my friend?
1: For me, this is a three and a half out of five. I do like it. I think it's a solid episode. Probably my least favorite of the episodes so far, but it's more uh, just my personal sensibilities for that
0: this show is so easy to watch like it's such a quick passive i could have it on the background i could be paying attention to it it was such a breeze to watch this episode it was such a breeze to re-watch this episode their ability to work within the confines of the quirky low stakes comedy but also mm-hmm. juggle like we are still in the mcu and this is all still in continuity and we're giving you some actual character development on top of it being like a really good panel to screen adaptation of a character that's working really well for me um is still kind of fascinating and people not liking it i don't really <laughs> understand like have you never liked a sitcom? Like, do you just not like sitcoms? You know what I mean? Because this I don't is- even
1: know that that would be completely fair because I'm not a big sitcom fan, but I'm, this kind of works.
2: Yeah.
0: Like it's real, recognize real. And I, this, again, this is, uh, other than the first episode, um, this is my my least favorite of the episodes kind of proper, where, I, I mean, we said it before, like, episode two felt like the real pilot of this show, where it, like, really yeah. got its wheels in the works, and, like, the gears are spinning now, and we know what the fuck She-Hulk colon attorney at law is going to be. This is my least favorite of those three. I'm going to give it four stars still, because this is, like, Oh, four stars, four scoops on top of my <laughs> infinity cone. I'm so sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah I fucked it up too. And it's okay. I'm probably, <laughs> it won't be the last time.
0: No, no, I mean, we're going to change the rating system again to make it more and more complicated, and then I'm going to have to remember exactly what it's supposed to be every single time. I, I do write it down on post-its, by the way, a little. The main goal the, is
1: to frustrate the listener.
0: I <laughs> Always, always at the end of the day. Always at the end of the day. The main goal is to frustrate the listener. Um. No, I, uh, Yeah, I'm still going to give this thing four stars because, again, like, I was working really late yesterday. Normally, we record on Saturdays. We're recording on on a Sunday today. Uh, I rewatched it on Thursday. I put it on in the background yesterday. I put it on this morning to rewatch it so we could take notes for the show. And I'm just like, this thing breezes by. This is so quick Mm -hmm. and easy to consume. Like, what a good job. But it's still, like, giving us actual laughs, actual characters. And I'm having a ton of fun and seeing Wong back. The fight sequences was kind of my favorite fight sequence of the series so far. I liked it a lot more than uh, the Banner um, Gen fight in episode one. You know what I'm saying? And I liked it a lot more than the fight where she probably killed those guys in the Wrecking Crew last (laughs) week. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it, and again, I'm excited for our boy matt murdoch to pop out next week because he's such a self-fucking serious character like Mm -hmm. putting charlie cox's daredevil this kind of like wallowing pity party in this show is going to be very interesting you know what i mean like wong did wong did a really good job playing the straight man but murdoch is like a sad straight man you know (laughs) what i mean
1: yes yes i do i do uh do you think he can work in this universe where there's so much more humor
0: of course I I think he can I've seen a lot
1: of people complaining about how Daredevil's always serious and it needs to be gritty at all times and I just don't necessarily agree I, uh,
0: I completely disagree with that because I mean like Winter Soldier is a pretty serious movie. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, these guys wear fucking spandex costumes and jump (laughs) around. Like, he had toxic waste dumped onto his eyes and he has superpowers because he was trained by ninjas. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, it's, please, calm down. Humor is part of life. Mm -hmm. Everything is going to be fine. I guarantee when we wake up tomorrow, the world's going to be spinning. I guarantee it. That's how it goes until it doesn't. Um, (laughs) This weekend was the D23 Expo. There was Disney Plus Day the other day. Travis, um, a ton of news came out yesterday in regards to not only the MCU, but all of our other precious Disney related properties. So I think this is a good time for us to jump into our extended new segment and coverage of D23 2022 So yesterday Saturday September 10th yes today <laughs> September 11th I should have never forgotten that uh yes Saturday <laughs> as a new yorker definitely um yeah so yesterday was a uh, saturday september 10th the year of our lord 2022 disney had their big expo that they do on a yearly basis the word on the street was more news for all of their properties that we didn't get at the san diego comic-con this year was going to be released um disney and marvel studios in particular have had kind of um they've kind of stuck to their guns. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally I'm not used to them having these big San Diego comic-con panels. They used to like, they keep it like inclusive to these Disney events. You know, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. year was like a little bit different. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, we're going back to San Diego comic-con and we're going to hit really big with all the phase announcements, but there were a lot of gaps in their announcements. And we, yeah, yeah. They
1: tend to only go to San Diego comic-con when they have a lot to announce.
0: Uh, when they have like the plan to announce. You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah. 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 Except for that, like, random Tuesday that one time when they did Phase 3. Do you remember that? Yes,
1: yes, I do. I do. That was an odd, odd day. Very good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was the day we learned about that Inhumans movie. Remember that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they had their big panel yesterday for the film and television stuff, uh, which was, like, a big block devoted to Star Wars, the MCU, and then 20th Century studios it's not called 20th century fox anymore i miss the uh logo and the fanfare and i'm gonna be so bummed if they do away with it completely because it reminds me of watching star wars and die hard you know that like i'm so used you know, to seeing, mean, it.
1: Race just from seeing and hearing the logo
0: Oh, yeah. It's like seeing the Orion logo. I get so happy. The um, Tristar
1: one for me. I, oh, yeah, dude. Just With the Pegasus. the unicorn? How did they do that? Yeah, yeah. Pegasus. Mm-hmm.
0: I guarantee they just glued a horn <laughs> on top of a... <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, We should do a ranking of our favorite fanfares, too. That would be a fun episode. We'll do wet puppets and fanfares. Yeah, old studio fanfares. Um, So, yeah, they started it off with the Star Wars panel yesterday. Uh, There Mm -hmm. were a couple animated things that they spoke about. One of them was the Bad Batch, uh, something I haven't watched, but they're doing another season Uh, of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't care about the Bad Batch, personally. I don't watch the Clone Wars. I didn't. Care about the episode where they're
2: introduced at all? I just want
0: this just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, people like it. It's made for children. They're expanding the yes, Star Wars lore. <laughs> it should, because <laughs> you're a 36 year old man, and you deserve your Star Wars. That's
1: right. That's right. Um, Maybe
0: Catherine Kennedy just hates you, and that's why. No, she's right, and that's yeah. Whenever I
1: finally mm-hmm. die, Star mm-hmm. Wars will get better consistently yes
0: it's a personal spite against us the fans um they also announced some sort of animated series called tales of the jedi um yeah.
1: cool looking inquisitor in that one i uh yeah. not much to it uh like they slowed down in the action with the uh, combat it looked like where you can actually make it out and it's not all herky-jerky uh,
0: that is kind of cool because some of the jedi animation in the past has been kind of like
1: well, yeah, like you like, said, kind of junky. Clone janky. Wars. It may have good action choreography. I can't retell really completely because they it goes by so quick.
0: It does. It really does. And I, I, I'm so intimidated by starting the Clone Wars. Like, like so <laughs> intimidated just because there's so much of it.
1: You know well, what I'm saying? I would recommend searching Clone Wars filler episodes just so you'll know which ones. Um, and it's not even like a subjective <laughs> thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just watch the
1: Mandalorian episodes and pretty much yeah, <laughs> and the, the final episodes with the the lead up to Revenge of the Sith.
0: Okay, I can do that.
1: I yeah, yeah. Any the the Star adventurous, uh, if I can. Hmm. The Wizards on yeah. Dathomir. Yes, yes, yes. And Darth Maul, obviously. Yes,
0: I like all those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. This Tales of the Jedi, it's going to be six original shorts. They're all dropping at once. Three of them are going to focus on Ahsoka Tanu, and three are going to be focusing on my main man, Count Dooku. Um,
1: <laughs> Does the, uh, the short element of them put you off?
0: No, I like that. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. might watch this because it's short.
1: No, fine. Okay. See, I, I Am Brute thing, I should have watched those. I know they're shorts. And I don't want to say it puts me off. It's just, I'll get to it eventually because they're short, short. I can knock that out in 10 minutes. Whatever <laughs> never, yeah. never yeah. do. Uh,
0: they also had a couple of announcements about the Ahsoka Tanu show that Dave Filoni is going to be the showrunner of. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned how. So much of the cast of Ahsoka kind of grew up watching the Clone Wars. So, this will be like a real love letter to this character. Rosario Dawson rules. Uh, Sabine Wren is a character that people care about. The audience was <laughs> shown a teaser. It yes. uh, has not been officially released, um, but apparently they went wild. And Enemy of the Podcast, Jason Smith, is very excited for this show along with all the rest of the perverts who like thinking about hot ladies with tentacle heads oh
1: see now i feel judged. judge i was going to say this is my most anticipated oh i'm judging you yes it's partly I it. It. because of that
0: yeah 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 that's that, that's that's <laughs> that's why <laughs> he's dawson like even without
1: the the tentacles it's still
0: yeah she's the best i think i've told you in the past uh we went to the i know i've told you in the past about this we went to the daredevil premieres uh because some reason i was getting tickets to those things back in the day they used to show them at the amc in lincoln square Mm -hmm. Uh, rosario dawson was there she is like crazy looking in real life but i realized she was married to cory booker because cory booker the politician was also there and i was like why is cory booker (gasps) on a marvel premiere and they're like oh she's he's married to or dating rosario dawson uh, which i thought was really funny yeah yeah um they announced this live action television series called Skeleton Crew that I had no idea. Oh, it's live action. I thought it was
1: another uh, animated thing. I didn't even look at it.
0: Yeah. Jon Favreau and John Watts, uh, who did Spider-Man No Way Home, are, are doing this. And they just wrapped filming, actually, on Friday. And Jude Law is going to be the lead of this thing.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, what's the premise? Did they say anything
0: about that? No, cr- no clue. <laughs> I have literally <laughs> no idea what this thing is going to be, but it is another, uh, it is another, you know, Favreau joint coming, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he was in charge the savior of, of Marvel and, uh,
1: Star Wars at this point, Oh right? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I heard he's going to be the new, uh, Jesus? executive producer <laughs> and not, and not <laughs> Catherine Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Star Wars Skeleton Crew, an original series starring Jude Law from executive producers John Watts, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni streaming 2023 only on Disney+. Um, it will be set after Return of the Jedi and center around a group of children lost in space. It is the story of their journey trying to find their way home. It stars four kids, but it is not a kid show, says John Watts. I see. I am so going to have today. some
1: dead kids at the end of this thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be Caravan of Courage all over again, uh, the, the Ewok <laughs> special where they. Mm-hmm kill the whole family in the first scene of the second one. It's
1: kind of insane. Is this this the Ewok adventure uh, Rogue One, pretty much? That would be pretty (laughs) funny.
0: All right, so now let's get excited for Star Wars. Star Wars Andor, about Cassian Andor, the character from Rogue One, (laughs) who dies. Hmm? It's a 24-episode spy Thriller. Season 2 is about to begin production. Season yeah, 1 has wrapped for a season. Uh, Yes, And and apparently season 1 is quote-unquote a giant 12 episode film, says Diego Luna. Uh,
1: it's going to have a three episode premiere also which I, I think it's a nice middle ground between binge watching and the weekly episode release. Uh, that I you do too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me a good chunk that way I, I get a little bit of the anxiety about a new show coming
0: out over with. This thing's also going to be written and directed by one Tony Gilroy, who has a uh, co-writing credit on Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Tony Gilroy has written a lot of movies that I really like, like The Devil's Advocate, Armageddon, (laughs) Enemy of the State. He wrote The Born Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum, so he's basically the creator of the Born franchise for film. And he mm-hmm. wrote and directed Michael Crichton uh, with George Clooney, a movie I really like, and is the guy behind the film Nightcrawler that I was like blabbering to you about before we started <laughs> recording today with yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Um, This is going to have Stellan Skarsgård in the cast. And we are going to probably see the origins of the Rebel Alliance through the eyes of Cassian Endor. Who's kind of like a foot soldier for the Rebel Alliance.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh I joked beforehand that I hope we see some rebel war crimes. I I liked that in Rogue One he was a little morally ambiguous with him just outright murdering someone, uh <laughs> just because he knew he could escape but this other guy couldn't, so it's Yeah. Yeah, secret can't get out. Uh I I like the look at the trailer i like it more than the the mandalorian trailer that we actually got though i expect the mandalorian will probably be the better show
0: <laughs> i was just about to bring up the mandalorian so that was the other thing we got was the trailer for season three of the mandalorian which apparently is already wrapped filming because that show seems surprisingly easy for them to make they like pump the shit out <laughs> uh probably because of that volume technology yeah, with the yeah, rear yeah. Screen projection. Um, so they can do a lot of like second unit stuff, like location shooting and and things along those lines, and then just get the actors for however long in a consolidated space and take care of it. How um, do you feel
1: about the volume?
0: uh I like that it's like a old yeah. school movie trick.
1: Oh okay. right, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, obviously, rear projection it goes back as long as filmmaking has been done they've been using rear screen projection Mm -hmm. for interior car shots is like the big one you know what i mean yeah um i think it works for what they're doing because they are still filming actual people Doing mm-hmm. things. You know, it's kind of like the the nice middle ground between what George Lucas did with the prequel trilogy and like what we do with films that are shot completely practically. Does yeah. that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't know if the, the lack of full sets would bother you.
0: I am a huge fan of being on gigantic sets. I <laughs> you know, but I get it. Like, and unfortunately, we're in a day and age where you need to pump this stuff out so quick to keep up. Like, I understand why, why they're doing it. Um, but a lot of these sets in these locations for star Wars, particularly are like infamously, Horrible to shoot in, like (laughs) they shoot in snow, the Tunisian desert, yes, 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 and they have deserts, and that is very difficult to do, especially on a budget because you had to think about like housing your entire cast and crew in the middle of the desert. That's really difficult. The sand getting
1: everywhere in your instruments and being so coarse on the film,
0: yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I have no real issues with the volume, also. It gives second unit directors a lot of jobs because they get to go out and film these three dimensional these you know, these three hundred sixty degree locations, which I think is really neat and update them in Unreal or whatever they're doing to to Yeah,
1: throwing them into a game engine pretty much. Yeah. It's what it is. is You know what I mean? Really neat technology. I'm surprised that Marvel hasn't really done anything with it yet that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, I'm curious where they would apply it, probably with the space stuff, inevitably. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like the space stuff being kind of spearheaded by James Gunn, who seems kind of like a. I like these kind of like industrial looking mm-hmm. sets and things like that. Um, and they, they've done a great job with like the lighting on the uh. The volume sets, too, because that was something that, like, I always thought would be kind of difficult, would be like, you know, it's it's this domed room and you have to capture the the lights in the same fashion for the actors and the three-dimensional objects that you have in front of you with this yeah. two-dimensional background. Uh, and they do a really good job with that. It's cool. It's cool. I like mm-hmm. it. It's a great mix of old school and new school, and it makes sense, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: Let's talk about the highlight of the Mandalorian trailer. Okay, let's talk about what the plot is essentially. <laughs> so the Mandalorian Cree that our friend The Mandalorian has been cast out of because of the events of Book of Boba Fett, where he got caught taking his helmet off and they have cast him out. So he's kind of like a Ronin now, right? He's a
2: yeah,
0: yeah. He he's a Pretty warrior much. without a tribe, right? Um and he's got his his little baby Yoda friend with him now. We saw them reunite. Um, and we're also dealing with the princess of Mandalore trying to get the power back. But he has the dark saber, so technically he would be the inha- ruler of Mandalore.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the big conflict. How are they going to resolve this with two? Uh, There's people like both are not evil, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do they resolve it? Uh, does the Mandalore become a Jedi? Things so, like yeah. that. Yes. The new but ruler of uh, Mandalore.
0: The big takeaway from this trailer is mm-hmm. that my favorite little wet puppet <laughs> in recent history from the god-awful film that is J.J. Abrams' Rise of Skywalker.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about. The Yoda. The, the no, 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 yeah. no.
0: I like this little puppet, and he's wetter, and he's cuter. He is. He is. Yes. His name is Babu Frick. He fixes up droids, and they are ready. Babu Frick is making his triumphant return to uh, the screen in Mandalorian Season 3. Do
1: you think he's already a mechanic at this point? They is that show him- going to be a spinoff where we can see him go to mechanic school and...
0: <laughs> we see him going to like <laughs> Bosey's fucking uh trade school.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. work on beat up. Uh yeah, yeah. That'd it, be a fun show. The
0: behind the scenes of uh Rise of Skywalker is so much better than the actual movie itself. Yeah. Um and the babu frick that that was an actual animatronic puppet that they used and it was a little remote control thing and this woman was controlling the thing she's the one who like built it and she's the puppeteer Mm -hmm. and apparently as she was doing it um and she was doing the motions and they were filming jj abrams heard her going like (laughs) and he's like okay so you're gonna be the new voice of this thing and that's what it's gonna do um yeah, Babu Frick was the best. Remember when they thought Dio was going to be a big deal? Do you remember Dio? Who
1: the fuck is Dio? I don't know D- what Ronnie James Dio would have to do with
0: the Star Wars. No, 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 no. Not Mr. Ronnie James, the uh, the King of Metal. I'm talking about Dio. He is the little cone droid with the wheel. That J.J. Oh, Abrams yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. The, uh, the BB-8 underling.
0: Yes, yeah. People thought Dio was going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. He was not. I did build a Dio Lego, and it was pretty fun, though.
1: Um, (laughs) Groids are droids. Yeah. They're all fun.
0: Yeah. Lucasfilms also owns other properties outside of the (laughs) Star Wars universe that they don't do much with, but they do, and they are. And one of them will be a new Willow series? Is that what's going on?
1: Yeah. I thought it was going to be a movie. Uh, Okay. I like everything I've seen from this so far. I wasn't expecting to be about a Willow franchise return, but... Here we are.
0: Yeah. Christian Slater is going to be in it too. I'm a big fan of his.
1: I haven't seen him in anything in a good while. but
0: He was on a show that my roommate watched called Mr. Robot.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: With uh, Ronnie Malik that everyone says is really good that I just don't have the time to see. but <laughs> I like Christian Slater.
1: I hate tech jargon in movies. It it all gobbledygook. And I don't know if that is better, but I, I just don't. Can't
0: do it. Lucasfilms also has the rights to Indiana Jones and they are shooting Indiana Jones 5, the first of the franchise not to be first feature film. Rather, we can't forget the young Indiana Jones adventures. Uh, first one not to be directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg. Um Apparently, though, both Steven Spielberg and George Lucas have been involved with this. Uh, although James Mengold will be directing, uh, Harrison Ford is returning, and uh, Mengold wanted everyone to know that, yeah, it's an Indiana Jones movie, but secretly, it's a Western. Yeah. Yeah. Much like all of his other fucking movies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the end of the Lucasfilm panel. Uh, the MCU portion of this. Um they had a bit with uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever where Ryan Coogler came out uh he's still in the editing process. Uh he's in the cutting room mm-hmm. on this film right now, but Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be focusing on the rest of the world trying to capitalize on getting Wakanda's resources while they're at their weakest point in the wake of the death of their king, T'Challa. Um They showed some footage, apparently, that hasn't been released, but it's a lot of Namor action with him fighting Mumbaku. Winston Duke was there saying the Wakanda is a very different place following Avengers Endgame with a lot of really evolved technology. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Feige boasted that. Wakanda forever is the biggest thing. Marvel studios has ever done, which it kind of looks like from the trailer. Like it looks <laughs> like the best, a-
1: best trailer they've ever put out. I think hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been going back and rewatching it. So I hope we get this new footage soon. I and want more more. It's one of the characters I've been most anticipating and thought we might never get because of movie rights issues. So,
0: and how silly he is. <laughs> Like, yeah, like on the there's on the, on the paper, Namor is a very silly thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: The way you, like seeing Aquaman succeed and be a pretty decent movie gave me hope that they would at least give it a try. But
0: being a pretty great movie, Travis, yeah. I think it incredible is. was the word you were looking for. Aquaman rips very hard. Uh, but again, differentiating Namor in a post-Aquaman world is kind of a difficult <laughs> task. And Marvel, you have I to mean, change
1: it up some. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah and like DC finally beat Marvel to the punch with one of their characters you know what I mean like
1: they beat them to the punch on Marvel's oldest hero almost
0: <laughs> yeah 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 uh, and you know like Marvel's already doing the multiverse stuff before the Flash can do his his time travel multiverse stuff it's you know it's the one thing kind of DC has the like leg up on in terms of like character story mm-hmm. they Got their underwater king of Atlantis. I cannot wait for Wakanda forever though. Um, Again, it looks like a James Cameron movie who we'll be talking about in a little bit, Um, but it looks incredible. And I love Ryan Coogler to death. Uh, Coogler also stayed up on the panel because he will be executive producing um, Ironheart, the Riri Williams show where they Mm -hmm. also debuted a teaser for the series. But They haven't released that to the public. Anthony Ramos will be playing the hood in this series, and Ironheart will explore the battle between magic and technology.
1: What could have been Iron Man if he had ever fought the Mandarin? (laughs) Yes,
0: Yes. pretty much. Um, I mean, time will tell. I am not a big fan of this character, but... (laughs) If it's Coogler, if it's in the wake of Wakanda Forever, I think that there's a way for this to succeed more than the character did within the actual comics.
1: Absolutely, you can tweak things, improve things. It this could be good, could be bad, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another one that we knew was coming that we didn't get anything for, but the audience was shown some stuff on, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, which apparently will be, surprise, surprise, directly linked to Avengers Kang Dynasty. We knew Jonathan Majors was going to be coming back as Kang here after making his debut in Season 1 of Loki. Uh, Paul Rudd was at D23 saying that Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania is unlike anything you've seen before from the Ant-Man, with small characters doing big things i really like that um randall park was there he will be returning as our friend jimmy woo um yeah and they did show footage to the audience that was new and separate from the previous footage where we Mm. saw modok which i want to see uh this new footage shows scott lang having to do some sort of heist in the quantum realm working for kang because kang is holding his daughter cassie lang hostage um before recording, I mentioned – because in the comics, uh, Cassie Lang died for a brief period of time before they brought her back from the dead, like not so quickly later. Um, but Dr. Doom had killed Cassie Lang in a very similar kind of thing um, during Avengers – Young Avengers Children Crusade, the mm-hmm. not-so-great Young Avengers book that was actually kind of good but not so great that we talk about way too much on the show anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, like, are they going to have – Kang kill Cassie in some way, shape, or form, and that be like an escalating incident for Scott and having Scott be a big focus on Kang Dynasty. Um kind of interesting in the wake of children's crusade where doom killed cassie that was also directly related to matt fractions uh future foundation run where scott took over the role as the leader of the future foundation while the fantastic four went on a mission to fight <laughs> dr doom in time so like marvel likes adapting from that very specific sweet spot of like 2008 to 2016 mm-hmm. comic book runs so In my head, I'm drawing, like, the shoestring conspiracy board behind me of, like, what elements are going to be thrown into this. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. You see, Um, I haven't read the Matt Fraction (laughs) Future Foundation run. I know it from your description of uh, Reed Richards putting Scott Lang in charge of all these children after his kid dies. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just amusing and
0: tone deaf for read but whatever it's a very read thing to do yeah Yeah. um kind of funny announcement that they made yesterday like it was new news but it's actually old news that like they forgot about and then they announced again um don Cheadle will be returning for (laughs) armor wars um which will begin filming next year and it's going to be set directly after Secret Invasion, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So Armor Wars, back on the table, I know there was some concern, like, where the hell was Armor Wars at the San Diego Comic-Con panel? Yeah, right?
1: yeah. And they, they did say that it follows up on Secret Invasion somehow. So mm-hmm. maybe Rhodey's a scroll or has been a scroll or was Terrence Howard at some point, but it's hard to say.
0: That would be amazing if Terrence Howard came has a, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that would be incredible. Give the
1: scrolls. Uh, Uh, like a a glamor effect like a a fairy (laughs) (laughs) this is so different so yeah they work people's uh, mental image of them
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing that we knew was coming is loki season two um they had a panel yesterday um k hugh huang who was most recently in anything everywhere all at once a good film please go watch that movie um But kind of most famous for being short round in the Indiana Jones uh, Temple of Doom, Travis and I's favorite Indiana Jones movie. And um, also he was in The Goonies, I believe, as well.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think so. He had a very funny line where he said, like, wait, this isn't the panel for the new Indiana Jones, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah. They showed some footage, but that wasn't... um, released to the public yet but apparently it included a lot of kang action um and a lot of jonathan majors so that sounds pretty cool yeah, like, um yes. yeah echo has finished filming right
1: yeah yeah um, that is that is the thing that happened
0: <laughs> yep, that has happened. Uh no Daredevil, footage with it, right? Uh. No footage. No footage. Just a uh, more logos. Um we also got a logo for Daredevil Born Again which will begin filming in 2023. It will be 18 episodes in its first season and its logo looks pretty fucking cool. I'm really excited about that. And again, we're going to be getting more Matt Murdock very very soon, so hopefully we'll kind of see how all of that's being set up possibly. Mm-hmm a West coast Avengers team up who knows Um, Captain America, the new world order. We got our official logo for this thing, which looks great. Uh, And one of the longest dangling plot threads of the Marvel cinematic universe, which we have been in limbo on since the year of our Lord 2008 is Tim Blake Nelson returning as the leader, as the main villain of captain America four.
1: I am ecstatic about uh, them keeping the same actor and the character returning finally. There aren't really any other major uh, Dungeon Blood Threads, I think, at this point.
0: I was saying Justin Hammer, I think, is the yeah. last old yeah, one yeah. because that was from 2009's Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yes, yes. I, uh, I wasn't expecting to see the leader in. Uh, a Captain America movie? No. I, I I figured we'd see him in She-Hulk, really, if anywhere, because of the the mysterious person funding the uh wrecking crew, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: who
1: knows?
0: <laughs> no, I'm excited about this movie. Um what's his name? Carl Lumley's gonna be coming back as Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. Danny Ramirez is gonna be returning. He was um uh we, i almost call him wade wilson sam Wilson's sidekick <laughs> in uh yeah so he's going to be returning as the new falcon which i think is really cool um they okay. cast uh Haas has to play israeli superhero sabra um a character i don't know much
1: about yeah i knew nothing about this character huh?
0: yeah and the director uh julius ona of cloverfield paradox fame uh <laughs> he described it as surprise surprise travis a paranoid political thriller
1: oh oh
0: would you expect anything different
1: you well, i know what's that for america of course not yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there was some additional news on the Thunderbolts, which we know was previously announced. It's going to uh, be directed by the gentleman who did the movie we both really like with Frank Langella called Robot and Frank. Please go see that movie. It's absolutely it's, in, it's yes. insane and so hilarious. But we got our first look at the official members of the Thunderbolts, and they are weird it is it's
1: not going up like my initial impression was, oh, yeah, it looks pretty much like what I expected and this is fine but really there's it's kind of one notey I I worry that they're just going to turn this into a group of mercenaries that don't really have any of the, the conceit of the any of the comic team.
0: <laughs> the team up is Yelena Belova we knew that was coming yeah Red Guardian, David Harbour's Red Guardian.
1: That's one I didn't expect, though, probably should have, after I had heard that this was probably going to be basically Black Widow 2.
0: Yep. Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier.
1: Now, his inclusion, I on paper, I would have thought he'd be an overseer for this group of villains, but I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just going to be heroes. Yeah. <laughs> and not I'm- any... No I kind
0: of thought, thought he would kind of be taken on the Hawkeye role uh, from the original lineup in the comics where like Hawkeye at one point back in the sixties was kind of a criminal. So oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. kind of blackmailed into being their Rick flag. This is why they're doing this. Travis is because they don't want it to be the suicide squad. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, see, I'm wondering if they will have these heroes, eventually their boss, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Julia Lewis dreyfus rather, mm-hmm. being a proper villain and having like, one or two of them turn evil. Uh, just something? I, I, don't know. I don't know. Do what you think going. they'll put
0: chips in their heads so when they disobey, they'll blow them up?
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I'm very happy about Taskmaster being involved. I uh, More dialogue for them would be nice so that I can stop hearing people cry about them including her in this show. Taskmaster? Mother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, judging a character on one movie where they got less dialogue than Darth Maul is a little strange to me, but.
0: Yeah, especially that movie was like pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fine. And, and it, it say, so them all great. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it will only get better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's visual. Huh?
0: A character we were both rooting to come back was Ghost. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that she's included in this lineup along with. um. Surprise, surprise, U.S. agent. Um, yeah, and Julia Louise Dreyfus as Val Vantessa um, Cortez or whatever her name <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I assume she's going to be the Zemo uh, role, uh, or the, the main villain, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Zemo, no Abomination, kind of weird. I was hoping for a Songbird, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
2: I was
0: kinda of hoping for Hawkeye's wife, like Linda Cardellini to come in as Mockingbird and her have that's to like fun. deal with that. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun, right? To have like Hawkeye and Mockingbird both there too, like answering for the Ronin crimes. Like mm-hmm. why not? That would have been cool. You know, there was that whole watch thread that like didn't really go anywhere until the end and ended up being an Easter egg and, <laughs> <got> <laughs> and pretty good. a series of yeah, Hawkeye. I uh,
1: yeah. I don't I feel kinda of indifferent to this one, uh, on the lineup. It doesn't Offend me or anything, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there were
0: some soldiers. A lot of super soldiers here. A lot of super soldiers. Who has a super soldier serum in this lineup? Let's see: Red Guardian, Bucky, Taskmaster, and U.S. Agent.
1: Taskmaster is a little unclear, but the power level is pretty much on level there. Yeah, and like how they get it is I don't know, but. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's there, just a bit odd.
0: There was some footage shown of the Marvels. Uh, apparently it's starting right after Miss Marvel with Nick Fury training Monica Rambeau and the Marvels focuses on the three heroes as they keep trading places with each other. Every time they use their powers and they must team up to fix the problem. Sounds fun.
2: Yeah.
1: A little I, coincidental that all the Marvel characters, with, or the characters with Marvel in their name, all have powers that link up in this way. yeah.
0: Well, we'll find out yeah. why, my friend. Yeah. We'll talk about negabands a lot and stuff like that <laughs> by the time it comes out, I'm sure. Are there um, three
1: negabands? Is that what's
0: it? Let's find out. Um, surprisingly, there wasn't a lot of Fantastic Four news other than Feige saying that there's nothing really to announce, but did confirm that Matt Shackman will be directing that, mm-hmm. leaving my precious Star Trek Four in limbo, which is kind of a <laughs> bummer. So let's talk about the two trailers that they did release officially for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're both uh, Disney Plus properties. One of them is a series proper that is Secret Invasion, the Nick Fury show, dealing with um, some sort of scroll spy shit going on. Yeah. Robey is in it. Olivia Colman, the Academy Award winner, Olivia Colman is in it. <laughs> Another movie you should watch, The Favorite. Please, if you're listening to this, watch the favorite it's insane um i know you're not the biggest fan of the spy genre but travis
1: this is looks... good, nice intense and, and what you would want from a spy thriller film yeah yeah and the... we only got a little bit of visual scrolls so I'm, they're not giving anything away just yet
0: no and and also like if I hope that they introduce the scrolls in some sort of antagonistic way because it's kind of like oh yeah. man the scrolls. Are I just think 90- there are going to
1: be multiple factions. Uh, we see uh, Talos, uh, Ben Mendelsohn uh, as a human as his actual self being attacked by other scrolls. So I'm assuming there's a, another faction of them.
0: I can't wait for the show. I was joking before we started recording how I'm a very simple man. And if you have a character telling another character that we need to set up a comm room stat, Uh I am probably going to buy into your kind of crappy spy movie. I'm so into this. Uh, I love the Bourne movies. This looks like something that's like right up my alley specifically and exactly what I wanted. I also have wanted a Nick Fury show or project for a long time. So Mm -hmm. this kind of is filling that bag for me you know what i mean and then there's the big one that you and i are both very very excited for um it's going to be dropping on disney plus as a special no time no one's telling us how long it is but it's dropping on october 7th and this is werewolf by night being directed by enemy of the podcast film composer michael (laughs) giaccino um this is shot to look like an old Universal Monster yes, movie. Yes,
1: yes, the black and white. And I, I think you could double dip on the racer, do the regular race black and white, and then have like a color version later on if they so choose. Uh, that's what I would do. But yeah, I definitely want the black and white version first. Um maybe they may not, look kind of bloody for a, a Universal. <laughs> Style movie, but
0: that's kind of why I'm thinking that they're doing it in black and white. So, they yeah, they yeah, you gotta keep that rating down for now. 100 percent, he's
1: for Werewolf by Night, which isn't a character that people are going to watch. <laughs> uh, children are going to run out and seek out, I guess, if it's rated on. Maybe I,
0: I'm so excited for this thing, I think it looks exactly what I want it to be. Um, it
1: was. I, my favorite trailer of the marvel uh, of the two and i liked it on par with the android trailer just very different i like they're doing something quite a bit different i guess we got a little bit of it with Wandavision vision with the black and white experimental stuff i uh i didn't have high expectations for this there aren't aren't a ton of good werewolf movies most werewolf movies suck in general so
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: the, good. To, to clear. the howling's good. I uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Silver um,
0: bullet's good. Mm? Mm-hmm. I like so I haven't seen that
1: one in a long time, but yes. Oh, Nick name Malti. a werewolf movie in the last ten years that was something you would recommend.
0: Joe Johnson's The Wolfman.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, me.
0: Uh, um, and then there was that Werewolf Within or whatever that fucking that was okay right <laughs>
1: uh I, I don't think i've seen or may have and don't remember there are a yeah. few but
0: there are a few there are a few there's
1: like a spanish uh fucking werewolf movie that i really like it's like a horror comedy thing called attack of the werewolves one of the most generic titles i was about uh, to say was a good
0: title good title yeah
1: yeah it has an ultimate title of game of werewolves it was also fucking terrible pretty Marvel's is the best title word
0: yeah 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 um this looks awesome and i love the horror side of marvel comics they <laughs> did more with it post comic code than dc did and ec had completely shut down by that point Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um which is where we got such characters as werewolf by night and moon knight and dracula and tomb of dracula and blade and there's even the mummy Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of these kinds of characters and more specifically one of them which was created by a one mr steve gerber and that is the giant sized man thing, who will be making his cinematic debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he did have an original uh, sci fi movie come out at one point in time, which is on Tubi, not a sponsor of this podcast. Um, Do you
1: think they'll actually get the, uh, it's not his real name, but the giant sized man thing phrasing in the show somehow? Yeah.
0: God, I hope so. Look at
1: the size of that giant-sized man thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. It's like a giant-sized man thing. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It looks great. Um, uh, <laughs> It looks great. Also, Elsa Bloodstone it looks to be in the trailer, hence. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Nanny hey, Church, I-, I know a ton about. She's been popping up uh, in video games a fair amount for Marvel, but
0: yeah. She's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right?
1: pretty much he yeah, has two shotguns i think
0: instead of uh, yeah so like i know about ulysses bloodstone from uh some old lenween <laughs> like you know monster hunter books from you know what i mean yeah, yeah. uh and and i did read like monsters unleashed so like i am familiar with some of these characters monsters unleashed was like a low key event that, like, kind of ruled. Like, we were talking about how I don't really like event comics like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but Monsters Unleashed was like a fun kind of modern one. Mm-hmm. Ulysses Bloodstone is a fun character. I'm excited for uh, whatever the hell it? this is. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Sounds you think good. Up, it's clearly a gathering of monster hunters.
0: Uh. Curious about that as well. Like, is this where Mahershala Ali makes his actual first appearance? And can we retcon Black Knight? From the MCU.
1: I don't think we're going to get that, like, you know. If... Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Surprising, no Eternals 2 news here
1: at all. Imagine right? that. I'm sure it's coming, right? It's, yeah.
0: uh, I don't think so. I think we'll get a Shang-Chi 2 before we get an Eternals 2. Oh, I know
1: we. Well, if we don't, there's just no justice in the world.
0: Yeah, like we're essentially getting Black Widow 2 with this um, Mm. Thunderbolts movie. So, um, yeah, and then the panel was wrapped up with the 20th century uh, studios or whatever the fuck it's called now, uh, doing an Avatar 2, well, Avatar um, kind of press junket. Obviously, Avatar Way of Water is coming out at the end of the year. The footage they showed apparently... Blew the fucking roof off the place. Did you hear about this, Travis?
1: I heard it was very well received, yes. Yes.
0: Did you read Le- Liefeld's tweets about it?
1: <laughs> no, no, I did not. I, oh, uh,
0: he was going crazy for
1: it. It, it. I don't know what to make of that, really. I, uh, I'm just trying to imagine where one of these Navi people would wear pouches and... <sighs>
0: Well, there's a pouch in the trailer that know we were it. talking about quite a bit. Yeah, because it's a wet pouch, actually, and and I kept thinking, how did they get the leather to look real That's true. and the water That's true. to look real? We talked quite a bit about this. Like it's a split second, blink and you miss it thing. Where I was like, this looks so fucking cool. Uh, Stephen Lang was there. Um, he was quoted as saying, you can't keep a good Marine down. He regrouped in hell. Stephen Lang obviously played the bad guy in the first one. He's coming back for this one. And Sigourney um, Weaver was there. Uh, she's going to be playing one of the uh, the Sully's twin uh, kids, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, excited for Sigourney to be coming back. They haven't even started filming Avatar 4 yet. It just begun filming.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I
0: thought they were doing all of them at the same time, but <laughs> apparently it's going to take 13 more years for Avatar oh, 4 wow. to come out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I made it.
0: I'm a, now I have a new thing to look for <laughs> every day when I wake up. You indeed, know what I mean?
2: Indeed.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for all of these projects that we just spoke about. Um, Even the ones that we kind of went over really passively and quickly that we didn't get trailers for. Mm-hmm. I'm highly anticipating pretty much every single thing that we just spoke about. Um, even like Willow, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I'm happy again, a lot of these things, you know, we're getting back to the movies. A lot of these things are getting the proper theatrical releases that they deserve. All of this. We're in a pretty good place. Hopefully. Um, she-Hulk has me feeling a little bit more optimistic about the MCU lately, something I was being a little down on for a little while, um, and seeing the trailers for Andor and Mandalorian had me feeling a little bit better about Star Wars, something I was feeling a little bit down on after Book of Bova Fett and Bryce yeah, yeah. Skywalker and things along those lines, so yeah a lot of stuff to really look forward to hopefully we have matt murdoch popping up on she hulk next week we will be back to talk about episode five we are now more than halfway through our precious she hulk attorney at law the internet is still fuming that they could give a woman so much powers if you want to talk about that on the internet you can find us at the mcu beyond infinity facebook group a wonderful place that kira travis and i have founded and curated to talk about any and all things related to marvel comic books dc pop culture at large you name it if you'd like to reach out to us directly you can email us at mcu beyond infinity podcast at gmail.com you can also remember to subscribe and follow us on whatever podcast provider you are using right now. And if you have the capability to rate us five stars or leave a review on that provider, it would be wonderful. And maybe even tell a friend, tell your mother, tell your father, tell your sister, tell your brother. But with all that being said, by Odin's fade. We will be back next week. I am John. I'm Travis. And that is one giant size man thing, Travis.